Hi, I'm Annette Rue, and this is Ruminate on That. Hey everyone, it's Annette. Hope you're well. I want to say thanks for joining me in this first ever podcast episode. I'm so excited. This is a new journey. For those that I don't yet know, I live in the Atlanta metro area with my husband, Steve, our two daughters, two sons, and one amazing daughter-in-law. We are transplants to Georgia and have fallen in love with it. The landscape, the people, the weather. (laughs) We are originally from what is called the Great Plains region. I grew up there moving to a few different states, Minnesota, both Dakotas. And spent a chunk of my adult life there as well. But I've been a bit of a wandering soul after high school. Uh, And podcasting is a new journey for me. It's essentially a digital extension of what I've been doing with my life for about the last 20 years or so. I am a follower of Jesus. The term Christian means different things to different people. So that's why I say it that way. To be clear, he's transformed my life and continues to astound me the longer I've known him. I can't wait to talk more about that. I'm a pastor, but I also studied business and worked in the marketplace until I was 33. I am a dreamer with a constant urge to create and innovate or grow something. I have this drive inside me that to just walk through life with people as they follow Jesus or as they explore the idea. Primarily, that has been with younger people during my years as a pastor, from so people that are in their teens through their 20s. And I love telling the stories of how everyday life interacts with an amazing God. So whether you are a devoted follower or an explorer, I hope to share something that may help you on your journey. Here's the why behind the name, ruminate on that. I would like to propose that we would all greatly benefit from the practice of ruminating. Ruminating, if you're not familiar with that word, means to ponder or muse on something, to meditate for a while on something. Certain animals even do this. It's called rumination, where they chew the same food over and over again. That's kind of gross, but it does paint a picture for what the mental process actually is. But the reason for ruminating in this idea uh, when it comes to this podcast is because when I look around life in the U.S., We're really blessed, but it's a little crazy. In American culture, we live at a furious pace. We pack as many things into our time as we can. So we don't naturally find ourselves just being still. Depending on the season of life you're in, work or school is like the major driver of your time, the major consumer of your time. And then we all have our own personal to-do lists or have-to lists, those important relationships that you need to maintain. Just sustaining life, like making money or getting homework done, managing a home if you're an adult. For us, it's trying to help two teenagers get through high school. And I am the in-house math tutor. There's a lot going on. And then we fill in all the spaces around those big rocks with other stuff. We have to drive places. We're sitting in waiting rooms. We're standing in lines. And in those spaces, we just fill it with things like social media, entertainment, learning, news, politics, the list goes on and on. And then there are all the things that we feel we should do. Losing weight, working out, speaking to myself right there, 
giving extra time to a friend who's struggling with something, developing your professional skills, or even growing personally. And actually, podcasts are one of the ways that we productively use our downtime, quote unquote, in the car or in other in-between spaces. For me, in the morning as I'm getting ready for the day, put on a podcast or listen to an audiobook. What it boils down to for most of us is that we're not very good at just being bored. We have a compulsion to always do something. There are so many studies and stories out now about this and about the impact specifically of our handheld devices. There's different stats on this, on the number of times we pick up our phones per day. I did a little research and and no matter what, even at its best, the numbers ranged from 96 times per day to 160 times per day. So even at best, that's 10, every 10 minutes that we're awake, we're looking at our phone. There's a whole documentary that went viral on Netflix, Social Dilemma. If you haven't seen it, recommend watching it. I've just read a couple of books recently. I'm getting my master's and, and one of my classes, we actually talked about the impact of handheld technology on the family. There are articles coming out all the time, and some of them from the tech creators themselves about how they actually limit their personal usage of the smartphones they've created. They don't allow their children to have them as very limited usage. We just have found ways with these little mini computers to fill up all the space that we may have had after all the stuff we have to do. We just don't know how to be still or pause very well. We've developed these reflexes to pick up our phone and scroll, or the slightly healthier version of that is to get up and do something, not be still. And then the pandemic came, and we're all still dealing with it. We're all still feeling it. And boredom skyrocketed during that time for most people, and it resulted in a lot of different behavior changes, some of which were not positive. Human beings are just not wired to be isolated for a long time. It has devastating consequences to the psyche and to the soul. Depression, anxiety, marital stress, domestic violence, financial devastation, like all those things are on the rise after this season. Children and teens not being able to go to school, it, they did suffer academically, but they're also just really struggling because of the social deprivation. Families are suddenly having all this time together and then it showed the gaps in relationships and communication. We just didn't know what to do when we were all together so much. And I think we're going to feel the economic impact for generations, but the emotional and the psychological impact, I think we're going to feel for much longer than that. It caused a lot of pressure on our society. And there are some consequences that we're feeling and we still don't know how everything is going to shake out. But there are also those that chose to push through that pressure that was caused internally and externally during the pandemic and make something good out of this unprecedented time. A lot of families used the time since they were home to make home improvements. The home improvement stores, that business was booming once it opened up again. An article in August from CNBC talked about that. There was like a 58% annual increase in projects for home professionals. Some leaders and business professionals got innovative. They had time on their hands. They weren't all gathered together and didn't have the normal pace of doing business. And so they looked at that order, that shelter in place order, 
as a prime time to strategize and dream about things that they already knew they wanted to do. People started experimenting personally, too, with new creative outlets like drawing or painting, writing. I journaled more than I ever have during that time. So prior to the pandemic in American culture, um, we were always feeling this pressure of not having enough time to do what we needed to do. Then when the pandemic came, we had all this time and we were largely unprepared and didn't know what to do with it. I realized that when life has slowed down, there's more natural space to daydream, discuss tough issues, and even just be still. I realized how transformational that still space could be. I've learned a lot in the last six months. So once again, I would like to propose that we could greatly benefit from practicing the art of ruminating. The pace of life is speeding up again in many ways, but now I'm forcing space for stillness and pondering, and I want to invite you into that process with me. Mulling something over from from the outside looking in looks as if you're not doing anything. You're not being productive. But there are huge benefits from taking time to really think things through. I, I think unintentionally, we've become massive consumers of information. But most of it, which we never actually do anything with. It's how Google became a verb. We love to know things, but we often just consume them and move on. And that's fine when you're just looking up where a weird slang term or phrase came from. But that consumer mentality can become really harmful when we only consume a few bites of truth or fact about something, and then we move on believing we have full understanding. I believe that so many of the tensions we live with in our society today are due to that consumer mindset. This happens with big things like politics or religion, but it happens with small things. For example, I watched a YouTube video about hanging garage shelves. I know, so profound. And so did my husband. But we watched different people complete the same task, so we had conflicting ideas. How many times have you ended up in a conflict with someone because you didn't have all the information or you had different information? So many conflicts happen because of what was not said or not known or not done rather than what was said or done or known. There's this gap in what we think we know and what is actually true. It's hard for us to acknowledge that sometimes. I think our pride gets in the way. Honestly, this is a classic problem in the church. We want, we want to experience brilliant messages, but then we don't internalize the content of God's word and what we just heard. We, we don't allow enough time or space to actually let it renew our minds and then impact our behavior. What if we were to develop a personal habit or discipline of slowing down periodically with our thoughts and our ideas? What if we didn't just regurgitate information that we get, but instead we ruminated on some of these important concepts for a while and then post on social media about it? And listen, I can only present this idea through a podcast. Many of the topics that we're going to talk about will be ideas that I've ruminated over, in some cases, for years. Others will be things I'm literally thinking about right now. Actually setting aside the time, the focus, the discipline, and the energy to just ponder and wonder and imagine, that part is completely up to you. 
I think Genesis 1 is the narrative of how God formed the world. And in verse 26, it says that human beings were made in God's image. And I heard someone say once that we especially resemble being made in the image of God when we imagine. The purpose of our imagination is literally to create something from nothing. That's the very nature of God activated inside us. I believe that ruminating is a part of all of that. And ultimately, if you are intentional and you're open, I know that God will show up in that pondering place that you create. His spirit is the ultimate counselor and teacher. One of the things we're going to include at the end of every episode is actually just a few minutes of instrumental music. And it's up to you whether you want to use it or not. But I think that it creates a space of just a few more minutes after the podcast to take time to ruminate on what you just heard or maybe something else that God drops in your heart. You can obviously skip ahead to another episode or move along with your day, but we wanted to offer that as something to just start the practice of ruminating and pondering. I hope that you will enjoy that. I'm really looking forward to this journey together. Here's to the art of ruminating. See you soon.